every night, I dream the same dream. And then... The nightmare begins. I did what I had to do. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lug It Out podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today, we are discussing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is a 2022 American superhero film based on the Marvel comics featuring the character Doctor Strange. Produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures is the sequel to Doctor Strange's 2016 and the 28th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. The film was directed by Sam Raimi, written by Michael Waldron, and the the film stars Benedict Cumberbatch as Stephen Strange alongside Elizabeth Olsen, um, I actually don't want to give too much of the cast away, but um, Benedict Wong is in this. Zochi Gomez um, is in this as well. Michael Stuhlbarg and Rachel McAdams. Um, so in the film, Stephen Strange, sorry, isn't it Stephen Strange? Yeah, Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange, travels into the multiverse to protect America Chavez, who is played by Miss um, Gomez. She's a teenager capable of traveling between universes. Um, and that's about all I want to say about the plot. I'm pretty spoiler-verse heavy, so um, by saying that I like talking about the film and non-spoiler section for about 15 to 20 minutes and then jumping into the plot full spoilers and everything where we can talk about everything hog wild um, uh, at the second half of this review. So uh, for anyone new, yes, we will be talking about this in non-spoiler for a little bit. And then we're going to jump into the spoiler section about 20 minutes in. Um, I appreciate you checking out the Lucky Dog podcast. We can't do this podcast without your support. Thumbs up, subscribe. You know what to do to help support um, podcasts, um, support local podcasts. You know what I'm saying? I'm, um, fully uh, head over heels of supporting um, hard working content creators. So um, yeah, we talked about the uh, credential people that are in it produced by Kevin Feige. Um, he's like the big mastermind behind the MCU so far um, been kind of steering the ship of where all these movies and TV shows have been going. Um, this is probably a movie that would be beneficial to have watched the majority of the MCU movies. Like walking into this, you might be a little bit um, taken back. Like what's going to go, what's going on? Who is that? Where's what's, you know, what's going on over here? If you haven't read the comic books, it might be slightly a little bit more confusing as well. Um, I myself are just coming from um, kind of like the general audience standpoint. So I've seen all of the MCU movies with the exception of Thor 2. And um, I've seen um, all of the Disney Plus shows. Um, 
with the exception of the last episode of Moon Knight, which is currently in its final week right now. So um, featured on Disney+. Plus. So uh, the cinematography is by uh, John Matheson in this. Um, it's edited by Bob Murawski um, and Tia Nolan. Music by a big Sam Raimi guy, Danny Elfman. Now, my... Um, my credentials of, or, you know, understanding film and seeing superheroes on screen goes back way back to, for me, it feels way back, uh, 2001 and I think 2002's um, Spider-Man um, and Spider-Man 2. And I remember watching these. These were formative uh, films and you know, the history of cinema, of my personal history of cinema, of understanding it and seeing superheroes come to life on screen and, uh, you know, shown in a really cool light, you know, with big blockbuster um, action and uh, high budget values on there. And so uh, those were some of my favorite um, early superhero films. And of course they were uh, helmed and, uh, composed by Sam, uh, directed by Sam Raimi. And those were also, uh, the music was also done by Danny Elfman. So um, yeah, let's, it's, it's very cool to see these guys team back up. I think there was kind of a rift in between them uh, on Spider-Man three. I think that was the movie that they had a falling out on. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they are now friends again. And now we're coming back to make this collaboration. Um, this movie is running at 126 minutes. I'd say the pacing is, um, it's it's pretty good. It's not. It doesn't really feel like a lot of sag is happening into the middle. I will say there the exposition in this film is a little bit um, expositiony. You know, there's a lot of information that is just being, um, you know. Uh, uh, spelled out to a lot of people and then it's like wait do you mean that you can travel through multiverses after completely just explaining everything so um sometimes i do feel like this is a little bit dumbed down for people that are not understanding what the multiverse is if they haven't seen the 28 films or 27 films of the mcu and if they haven't seen um the television shows as well so um, with saying all of that, I will say that it is beneficial for people to have watched the um, season of WandaVision, which is uh, featured on Disney+. Plus. I will say that it's, it is beneficial to understand, uh, you know, backgrounds of that. And it definitely would be beneficial to have at least seen the Doctor Strange um, movie as well. Um, so if you haven't seen all the, the MCU movies, those are the those are the pieces of content I would probably refresh on or go back and, um, you know, see, see what formulated these people, what were their backstories, that type of thing. So at 126 minutes, so just a little bit over two hours, like I said, the pacing is, um, is, is pretty good. The action is impeccable. The visuals, the directing, the casting, the music, the action, like I said, I think I said the action twice, but like I said, the action is some, some of the action, like you've never seen before. It's some, and some you have seen before you have a lot of people after watching 27 movies of um, 
the MCU, we start to get a little bit um, some repetitive nature of superhero tropes and stories and stuff like that. I will say that I saw a lot of uh, two or three different pieces of media came to mind when watching this film. It was a little splash of like um, Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell movie meets like Deadpool 2, which is uh, Save the Child. Um, that's kind of like what I say, or, you know, the older guy has to, you know, protect the young, young pad one kind of thing. Um, and that's kind of the formula for this one as well. I will say it doesn't have the, the comedy is not baked in there like the Deadpool franchises but i just wanted to kind of compare from a story and narrative standpoint of what's going on that it is very much of kind of the same the same level of uh you know the older older individual has to save the young one or teach the young one from the quote-unquote big bad um so this is uh working on a budget of 200 million dollars and I'd say you see the $200 million on screen. There is a fuck ton of green screen. Um, a lot of this movie clearly was made in, I would assume, Atlanta, where most of the MCUs take, takes place in. Um, not takes place in, but is shot in. Um, and I think you can see a lot of the green screen and the visuals on screen. The, the money is certainly there. I will say it did feel like different uh, production companies worked on different scenes. So some pieces of CGI looks really good and some didn't look so good. I was a little bit of the subset of like, eh, that, does, that, that doesn't look like a, a finished uh, scene right there. Or I would have certain small critiques about it. Now, um, I, this is a bit of a mixed bag for me. I actually did get to listen to about three or four reviews of individuals that um, mostly really, some people loved this movie, some people like this movie, but I haven't heard any general um, downright out hate for the movie. I'd, I've seen some people say like, uh, you know, uh, post a Facebook post and be like, what do you think about the movie? And like, nine out of 10 people will be like, this was amazing. This was great. I really like it. I would definitely recommend it. And then there's that 10th person will say like, I hated it. Um, I am definitely not of the hate category at all in this. So with any criticisms that I have for the movie, you know, take them as a grain of salt. And it might've just been my first run going to see it. I might have uh, different opinions watching it again. But with saying that, I, you know, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love the movie either. Now, I didn't watch any of the trailers to my, um, with the exception of the post credit stinger that was on, I think it was Spider-Man and Spider-Man um, No Way Home had basically a trailer at the end of the post credit scene that was the trailer for this Doctor Strange uh, um movie but i honestly kind of forgot about it in between because i've seen so much media in between so um i didn't remember 100 percent of the visuals um of what was being marketed now i have uh seen some of the marketing since i've seen the movie and i personally think once again they show way too much in the marketing um there's there, i'm going to talk about the marketing a little bit but um 
um, you know, not to the point where I really want to spoil things for people. Cause if people haven't seen the marketing, it is uh, an amazing experience going into it kind of cold, which is what I felt like I was walking into it and I was like, Whoa, this is, this is unlike anything I had ever seen. And I, I wasn't sure about um, what the story was going to be. I, I was just kind of, you know, going in, like I said, I, blind. And, and, and that's how I like going into movies. I know if, if I know I'm going to go see a movie, I don't really want to see the first act and then the third act and then some cool action scenes in the middle. I, I just feel like uh, I'll just keep on waiting for that to happen on screen. So it's like, I, I know I'm going to watch it. So I don't need to be quote unquote spoiled for it, watching it in the marketing. Um, you know, not to say that some movies can't benefit from having a trailer, but you know, if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it. I don't really want to get, you know, I don't want to see a jump scare that is going to happen um, in the marketing and then see it on screen be like, Oh, well, that's when the so-and-so pops up or something like that, or, you know, um, or, or be waiting for a big bad monster or big waiting for a cool action scene just because I saw it on the marketing or on the trailer. So I will say, Y'all take it easy. Marvel, you need to take it easy on all the damn spoilers y'all are doing with regards to, uh, you know, marketing this shit. Because if, you know, if you're not watching Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness um, and you're, you're, you're like teetering on the fence of whether you should watch it or not, it's like, mm, you're either going to watch it or not. You know, it's not like one of those films. It's almost like uh, walking in, to, if this was like, uh, if movies were in seasons, like season one, season two, season three, watch you watching Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness would be like watching a show with like the eighth season. Like you're either in or you're not. I don't really think you're like picking up, you know, for, in my opinion, I don't think you're trying to scoop uh, new viewers that are haven't seen the MCU because it very much feels like jumping into the middle of the season of a show. Um, so... Yeah, that's kind of my uh, summation, little roundup of uh, things happening at the beginning um, of the podcast. Like I said, the visuals are certainly some of the most interesting things you've seen in the MCU from the dir director, Sam Raimi. He has very much a kind of campy, horror, uh, iconic, evil dead, Ash versus the evil dead type um uh, style and you can see that uh written in the film of the movie like there's very much this like when the action's going it just feels like you're on a roller coaster and it's a lot of fun to watch it's things you've never seen before and it's uh you know uh, eye gazy for for the least i had to use a restroom like halfway through this movie and i just every time i was thinking about having to walk out i was like oh shit i'm so glad i didn't walk out um so, yeah, if you got to go, just, you know, go at the beginning where there's a wedding, you know, that that wedding's really not that important. So just you'll be good. <laughs> um, it, for me, it just was like didn't really add too much. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, the visuals, like I said, it's some of the most impeccable visuals you'll see, which is kind of interesting with saying that the visuals are amazing, although some of it doesn't look finished. I'm not sure if it's because they're trying to have this. Uh, this campy, uh, horror, iconic-ish, old-school look to it, or if the, uh, the green screen just wasn't finished. I'm, I'm not really sure. Because I will say there's multiple times I'm looking at the two actors, and I'm like, there's clearly nothing. There's no real sets around them. It doesn't feel like uh, 
the grime like I felt like when I'm watching the Northmen. I when you watch like something like the Northmen, you can just see the realness, the texture on screen. It just feels and looks different to the human eye. I just feel like something about Marvel movies cannot get the sun right. Every time they're walking in the sun um, or they're outside, this is one of the biggest critiques I probably have for the movie is just the visuals of them just doing normal things. Um, not necessarily a Sam Raimi fault or, or I'm not really sure if it's the cinematography, um, but I will say, because there's iconography of this film that I really like, but I feel like when they're walking just on the side of the street, I'm like, holy shit, this looks like a set. Um, and, and that's kind of one of my, my biggest um, critiques about the movie. But with saying that, um, let me kind of talk a little bit more about this film. This cinematographer, like I, I like the cinematographer and I've seen him in other things, um, seen him produce other things. Like he did, uh, let me see, he's doing the post-production, I guess, cinematography for um, Batgirl. He, he was a cinematographer for Logan and I've talked about the cinematography for that. I really liked that. I, I did. And he was also cinematographer for the X-Men first class. Um, let me see. August Rush. Didn't see that. The Phantom of the Opera. Uh, he, he did that one. Hannibal 2001. And one of the most notable ones is Gladiator. And he won um, tons of awards for the cinematography on that. I just was mixed bag with the cinematography on this like uh, it just was to the to me I just was like wow this is it and it felt like off and on I'd say like some of the cinematography was really good and some of it was just like flat out what is going on here um so that's kind of my my two cents on this cinematography I won't talk too much more about that um but I will say the casting the casting on this is pretty impeccable I mean MCU has a pretty good reputation of having amazing casting on their uh, projects, starting all the way back from even like, um, I liked uh, Ed Norton as the Incredible Hulk. I, I've heard mixed things about him trying to, um, you know, work things behind the scenes that weren't exactly in cooperation with everyone else. But, you know, I really liked um, Ed Norton, but I will say, Obviously, one of their best castings were um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. as uh, Tony Stark and then Chris Evans as, um, you know, Captain America, Steve Rogers. So I was, um, you know, even far as back as that. And then I honestly, I think all of these actors have become more comfortable with the characters they're playing as they've gone. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, he kind of plays like a Tony Stark-esque, cocky, sarcastic kind of ass, but um, he is like a little bit more level-headed, um, I'd say, with, um, I guess, his logistical thinking, I guess. Um, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff, aka the Scarlet Witch, um, is probably one of the best actresses on screen, obviously, um, I, I just think the way that she's able to, you know, carry and emote herself in, in front of like multitudes of green screens, I'm, I'm sure is pretty impressive, um, especially in this movie as well. You know, there, there's tons of 
CG effects and stuff happen. You know, there's heavy CG effects and stuff happening, and she just breezes right through it as if it's all actually happening. I I, I was pretty impressed. Um, let me see if there's anyone else that I want to discuss. Rachel McAdams is in this uh, fair amount as well. I'd say that um, she really can't do no wrong. She's one of those actresses that is going to get in no matter if it's a rom-com or just a straight romantic drama film like The Notebook or something like that, um, or whether it's Mean Girls, she has, or if it's the superhero films that she's in now, it doesn't matter. She's going to, you know, she's going to deliver the goods, and, and I'm always surprised about it. Um let me see if there's anything else we need to discuss. Uh, let, let's talk about some background on this. Um, Doctor Strange director and co-writer Scott Derrickson had plans for a sequel by October 2016. He signed to return as a director in December 2018. When Cumberbatch was uh, confirmed to return, um, the film's title was announced in July 2019 alongside Olsen's involvement. Um while Jade Haley Bartlett was hired to write the film that October, Derrickson stepped down as director in January 2020, citing creative differences with Waldron and Ramey joining the next month and starting over. Filming began in November 2020. In London, but was put on hold in 2022, sorry, 2021 due to COVID pandemic, uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, production resumed by March 2021 and concluded in mid-April in Somerset. Shooting also occurred in Surrey and uh, Los Angeles. So maybe it was shot in Los Angeles. I guess there wasn't, maybe there wasn't any um, Atlanta shooting at all. I don't know. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness premiered at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, May 2nd, 2022, and was released in the United States as on May 6th as part of Phase 4 of the MCU. The film received generally positive uh, reviews from critics who praised Rambi's uh, direction in cinematography, visual effects, and musical score, action sequences, emotional weight, and performances of the cast, particularly Cumberbatch, Olsen, and Gomez, although the pacing received some criticism. Um, like I said, I don't think there's really a pacing problem. I think it's the parts where they're explaining things to the other characters. It's very exposition heavy, and they probably could have done it with a little bit of um, you know, more finesse, you know, it just feels kind of like, you know, they're trying to get straight to the point, but we have a lot of things we have to say and a lot of, uh, people and places and things, and maybe MacGuffins that need explaining. And they weren't exactly done with, uh, you know, the, the utmost, um, interesting manner, I'd say. Um, so for me, that's not really the pacing. That's more or less the script. And I did hear, I think Sam Raimi said that there was constant rewrites happening with this movie. And there was a decent amount of reshoots with the film. Although I have heard that they're always, they always um, try to factor in reshoots in most of these MCU movies. So it's not unexpected to have that. I'm not sure if anything's as choppy as 
what happened to Rogue One, uh, the Star Wars movie. I heard, I honestly heard that they basically took that director's movie and re-edited the whole damn thing. Um, and it, it reshot it as well. But I mean, he, he went along really smooth with it and took it handed. He said, you know, it, um, things didn't go exactly his way, I think, but um, um, he's really appreciated what, you know, the opportunities they granted him. So, um, you know, back to Dr. Strange. Let me see if there's anything else. Um, I think that's just about it for the non-spoiler section. Um, I'm not exactly sure all of the characters they spoiled in the, the trailers. So I don't, there's a couple people I didn't bring in um, to the, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's a couple people I didn't mention on the cast list and that are playing other characters, um, whether they're new or reoccurring. Um, but uh, I enjoyed not knowing some of these characters were not in the, uh, you know, that they weren't in uh, my mind going in. I, I'm glad that they were, you know, surprises for me. I, if you're going to watch Doctor Strange, I, I would recommend not watching the, uh, the marketing for it because I think they really spoiled a lot of things. Um, so let me see what's happening. Um, I think that's about it for the non-spoiler side of this film. Like I said, it is very much a mixed bag. Uh, I've heard some people comparing this to um, like having ice cream with your favorite toppings, but there's, you know, not, there's way more toppings than there is ice cream. And so when you get finally to the good stuff, the cold stuff, the, the stuff you actually were looking for, um, you know, it was, you know, a, a little bit half baked. I, ironically, I used ice cream to talk about baking, but you know what I mean. The, the, the substance isn't, uh, there's a lot of treats in it and it tastes really good. But when I looked down in it and I, I did feel like the script was a tad flat for me, you know. So with saying that, I liked it, didn't love it. And definitely didn't hate it, and I do want to rewatch it. So I'm way up there. I was like, boom, chika, boom, chika, boom. do I like it? Love it? You know, like it's all in between. Um, so with saying that, I think I would give it a solid seven out of ten. Um, in comparison to movies I've seen recently, I would say that um, you know it, it's not overstaying its welcome. It's just over two hours, so I I enjoyed what was happening. It does feel a little bit like a double third act there's almost like a third act and fourth act. So um, maybe they could have tightened that up. That's, that's really, uh, you know, sometimes these movies, these superhero movies are showing some of their best stuff at the second act. It's like, Oh, Whoa, this is, uh, I don't know how we're going to get better than this. And then it's like, yeah, it turns out probably doesn't. Um, but I will say there's things that happened in this movie that were cheer worthy moments, like people fist pumping in the theaters and stuff like that. Um very, very much would recommend watching this with a crowd of people, especially like, uh, you know, quote unquote, MCU nerds, people that understand and, and are fans of the, um, you know, of the, of the characters and of the heroes and, 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 and so on and so forth. Um, so with saying all of that, I would say that this is a solid seven out of 10 uh, for me. It's, um, something i'd definitely like to uh, 
watch again. I'm not, you know, I'm not craving to go back to the theater to go watch it again, but I definitely will rewatch it when it comes on Disney Plus, which I believe it should be able to. Uh, let me see if there's anything else that we need to discuss before getting into the spoiler section. Um, again, thank you for listening, watching the Luck It Up podcast. If you have not watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, um, pause right here. Go watch the movie. Like I said, I would recommend the movie. It's not It's not like I wouldn't recommend it at all. I definitely would. Um, go check out the movie. Come back, and then we'll discuss the uh, spoiler section here. We'll be waiting for you. Thumbs up, subscribe, um, go to Patreon to support the podcast. You know what to do. Um, I appreciate you watching, listening, look at our podcast. And here are the spoilers. America Chavez and an alternate vision, a version of Dr. Stephen Strange are chased by a demon in space between universes while looking for the book of the Shanti. Very fun and opening, uh, trippy opening sequence um, starting off the show or starting off the movie. And I was like, this is going to be the best fucking thing ever. Um, quickly, I will say that um, the demon in space has this one eyeball and he looks like a giant octopus thing. It's like going all over the place. Um, it did look a little bit extra CGI to me. And that was one of the things I was like, eh, maybe they could have done another pass through on the, the rendering on that to make it look a little bit more, um, you know, uh, octopusy. I, I, if I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, like it looked a little bit too, um, CGI to me, just, just for my taste. Um, I need to go back and watch that. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Kraken scene. Um, I That's what I would kind of equate to it, but uh, remembering that movie makes me think that it looked a lot better than it did, but um, that's kind of what I was equating it to when looking at this uh, big monster goblin thing. Um, so this strange is killed and Chavez accidentally creates a portal that transport them to Earth 616. Earth 616 is where the current timeline of the MCU is happening for everyone that's kind of lost of what's going in these multiverses. So Earth 616 is where the Iron Man, the Thanos, the Endgame, the Infinity War, all of that happened during the timeline of Earth 616. Um, I will say uh, Doctor Strange He's kind of an asshole in a lot of things that he's kind of featured in, but um, uh, and they they let him know in this movie. I, I enjoyed that. And he, at, right before he is killed by the demon, he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to take your powers." Going uh, looking at um, uh, Chavez, uh, and he's like taking and absorbing her power and she's like you know like going into the uh being like pulling her powers out and i will say this is one of the one of the lines um there's several parts of this movie where i was like you don't have to say that it, it's it's clear as day what is happening 
there's uh, so this is one of the lines is, uh, you know, you will, uh, you know, you will kill me. And this is referring to um, Chavez um, in Strange talking about him absorbing her power at the beginning. And with that, it's like, I don't need her to say that. If you can clearly see she's in distress of her power being absorbed by Strange, which, um, you know, by now I would have expected you to have watched the entire movie by now. But, you know, we've see, we see this happening a little bit later in the movie as well. Um, so I don't need her explaining, you know, Dr. Strange, that's going to kill me or, you know, that type of thing. There's another time, another part where Benedict Wong is commanding a whole bunch of officers, um, other, you know, mystic warriors and stuff like that to go into defensive mode. He's, he just yells, he's like defensive mode. Um, like I, I can clearly see that they're all in a defensive mode when they just show me, you don't have to yell it. You know, I, I felt like there was multiple parts that I was like, you don't have to spell it out for everybody to say or to see. And so, um, yeah, that, that was my biggest thing uh, with some of the script writing. I just felt like I could, I could feel the parts where they're like, all right, let's spoon feed the audience real quick. Cause they have no idea what defensive mode is or if, absorbing her power will actually kill her or not you know i just feel like this that was a couple of the uh beats that brought the movie just a little bit further down for me because i was like y'all at the at this point you should trust the audience to know or understand or vis visually show us what's happening um you know you don't have to yell it all the time or spell it out for everybody so, um, yeah, Doctor Strange is killed and Chavez accidentally creates a portal that transport them, transports them to Earth 616, where this is a uh, universe, where this universe, sorry, 616, Earth 616, where this universe's Strange rescues Chavez from an octopus demon, chasing her by killing it with the help of the Sorcerer Supreme Wong, which he got crowned Sorcerer Supreme, like I think it was in Spider Man, or it might have been in one of the previous. MC was it an Endgame or something? I don't, I don't remember when he got uh, crowned it, but it was with it was after Endgame. Um, and so yeah, we see during this whole part. Uh, it, our introduction to Doctor Strange in our timeline, Earth 616, he's sitting there watching his previous former, uh, you know, I was going to say lover, but it's not really, uh, lover sounds bad. Uh, it's his previous heartthrob, um, who is uh, Rachel McAdams, is getting married to another guy. So obviously there's they did not work it out um, at the end of Doctor Strange, I believe. Um, and I don't, I don't really recall if we've seen Rachel McAdams since the end of Doctor Strange. I'd, I'd have to, we might've seen her once or twice in um, flashbacks or something like that. And she does have a cameo or her character has somewhat of a cameo 
in what if. And I will say, if you have seen what if, this is definitely going to benefit uh, your viewing as well. Um, so Chavez explains that the demons are hunting her because she has an uh, power to travel through the multiverse. Um, which I was like, oh, okay, that's uh, kind of a lot to handle, but um, we'll take it. We'll, we'll you know, take it with a grain of salt. I did think that, you know, them kind of just like spelling it out like that was a little bit like non-questioning was like, mm, okay. Like I was surprised that um, everyone's just all of a sudden says multiverse. Like it's just a whole nother, like it's been part of their vocabulary the whole time. Like they don't know. I don't really feel like people question it or try to be like, well, you know, what's going on in this multiverse? What's going on? Where is everybody in this multiverse? You know, how do we travel between? Um, why are you the only one in all of the universes? Like there's a lot of questions I have going through um, the, the list. And, and they might've explained some of it in the movie, which we'll go to, um, I will say, well, maybe I didn't catch every single thing that they said on screen. Like for, for me, one of the issues of uh, understanding Rachel McAdams' character and Doctor Strange is that their chemistry is kind of weird as in like, um, uh, I kind of wished we had a little bit more time with them understanding why he's kind of lonely now, why he's kind of uh, solitude. But I guess we're just supposed to, supposed to get that uh directly from him just attending her wedding and that's about it and her her new husband is like oh shit dr strange and and one of the cool things about the world building is that they um address how you know he's public like a lot of the avengers are publicly known and seen and uh yeah it's it, it's pretty cool how they are and not enhancing the world, but adding on to the world, because a lot of these superheroes were unknown at uh, many points of the MCU timeline. So it was only till after the uh, end game, I believe, is when it really defined of where we're going with this. So uh, let me see. Yeah, Chavez, um, she tries to steal something from Doctor Strange at one point. I think it's like a it might be his ring or something like that, you know, his shing shing ring. Um where he's, you know, portal ring. I can't remember if that's what she was stealing or not. But anyways, they, they snag it back from her real quick. Um, and I do like the Latin representation we got with her. I'm going to just throw that out there. Just uh, pretty important for me. Um, recognizing uh, runs of ruins of uh, witchcraft on the demon and the alternate strange uh strangest corpse which we just get dr strange's corpse out of nowhere i just like america chavez like pops out of a bus or something like that and somehow dr strange's body from that previous alternate version um at the beginning his body just like pops out of nowhere and um you know she's like you know here's his body it's like unquestioning we're just like we don't even ask where she got the body. It's like, okay, it's like, I guess she carried it away from the site of where that octopus was. But, um, you know, after they popped that eyeball out of that um, octopus thing, I was just like, where do they keep that body? And how was it okay and intact? And I don't know. I had a lot of questions. But that, uh, you know, that demon had like got like a horn right in between his chest. And that's how that alternate strange um, 
had died in that previous uh, dimension or whatever the hell. Um, but yeah, I was like, whoa, um, this is uh, this is different. Um, and it's like Chekhov's uh, Doctor Strange corpse. So we're just going to, you know, pack it up, bag it up and just uh, uh, put it on top of a building, I guess. And Doctor Strange is like, yeah, I've done this before. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like you've buried bodies on top of a fucking building before was that in a previous movie or something i don't know i I was a little lost on that one so um yeah the the witchcraft on the demon and the alternate uh is uh on the demon and the alternate strangest corpse uh strange consults wanda maximoff only to realize that she is responsible for the demons hunting chavez and i do feel like it was like hmm i I guess that that makes sense i I was a little bit lost on how he immediately knew it was uh you know wanda maximoff aka this you know the scarlet witch um but uh yeah, Strange consults Maximoff only to re- realize that she is responsible for the demons hunting Chavez. Uh, since and there's this one dog thing that comes out of nowhere, and I, I was like, wait, did did Doctor Strange summon that big dog thing that came out? Of it? I don't know. That crunched that car. I was like, I'm not even sure what's going on. And I've seen all the shit. Um, so yeah, the the demons hunting Chavez since acquiring the Dark Hold. And becoming the Scarlet Witch, which is like this book thing that basically is kind of like the ring in the Lord of the Rings, I guess. It kind of makes you evil and crazy and whatnot um, and super ultra powerful. Um, So Wanda Maximoff is now the uh, Scarlet Witch. Um, Let me see. Um, Wanda Maximoff, uh, believes that controlling the multiverse with Chavez's power will allow her to reunite with Billy and Tommy, who are her children in, uh, another universe or multiverse, I guess. Um, so it says reunite her with Billy and Tommy, the children she created in her time in Westview. Now, there is a whole backstory about WandaVision in WandaVision that explains the whole family dynamic of what happened with them. I don't really want to give away too much, I guess, for people, but uh, I'll give I'll just give the summation of basically WandaVision shows uh, how Wanda Maximoff was going through you know, like a depression and grief over the loss of her husband and her non-existent kids. Um, and so those are her kids that she kind of dreamed up in her head. And there's this whole layer of dreams that are happening through through this movie um, in which like Doctor Strange was dreams about the the first opening battle with Chavez and the, the demon in space. And it, he, it's shown as if he's like, he's been dreaming this, but it's actually not a dream. It's it's his himself in other dimensions. Um, and that's sort of what's, that's like what's happening with Wanda Maximoff as well. So, um, you know, she's dreaming about this family that she doesn't have in our current timeline because she's killed uh, her husband, Vision, who had the time stone. Um, and he had to, he, the, he had to die, I guess. And I think that was infinity war. 
and it was at her own doing, you know, but, uh, you know, he wanted her to, to save the timeline or something like that. Um, and I uh, just wanted to be clear that Wanda Maximoff is like one of the most powerful superheroes in the MCU. So I just kind of got to take that in as well. Um, let me see. When Strange refuses to surrender Chavez, Maximoff attacks Kumar Taj, um, killing many sorcerers. This is kind of like where everybody, where all the sorcerers are training and where they're headquartered at. Um, and so, um, like I said, there's many visualizations of them, like uh, starting with the beginning action scene to what's it called? Wanda revealing that she's actually Scarlet Witch and she, they're in this meadow, her and Stranger in this meadow, and they're like uh, walking through this nice place and then she changes it and it's like all the trees are dead, this red kind of depressing look of hell also just like all around them. It is um, pretty cool visualizations, but I will say I was like, this is, this is cool green screen, I guess, you know, this is still showing me things I've never seen before. Um, so yeah, Maximoff attacks Kumar Taj and, you know, she's got the, the power of the Scarlet Witch. So she's like, and she has the power of like mind control too. So, um, this is when Benedict Wong, um, is like, all right, that's it. And, you know, it's like defensive positions before she's even attacking, he yells defensive positions, which why weren't they in defensive, defense, defense, defensive positions before you know you see this this lady coming and she's coming swinging <laughs> so she's gonna take your ass out so um yeah maximoff attacks kumartage and at first she can't get in she can't break the barrier because they're all have the the power shields up or whatever the hell and um then she like whispers in one of the guys ears she's you know uh she's like run and then all of a sudden, and it's a very cool visualization. I was like, this is one of the parts where it kind of starts to feel like a little bit of a horror film, a little bit in how they're, they're pacing the action sequences are almost paced in like a horror-esque manner. Like there's a lot of buildup before it happens. And then it's like the set off just happens like that. And then, um, it, you know, this causes the big barrier to break because this guy, this guy just starts running in the opposite direction, causing a hole where she can like breach. And she's like, and uh, gives him a little dish and a dish and a dish. And then um, basically, uh, yeah, causes a hole in the breach and starts attacking and killing all of these uh, sorcerers. Um, I will say none of the sorcerers we really knew before, but there is one that's like this big, um, manator or something like that what is it called not a manatee but a uh you know i think it's like a half man half bull type thing and he's apparently really he's known well in the comics but he's mostly just featured in here um i will say he was a uh an, an effect a cgi effect that i did like it looked like he was rendered well finished and you could see the texture on him um that, that was one I did like. Um, let me see what else we got. So she uh, Maximoff kills, or Scarlet Witch kills many sorcerers. Um, Chavez accidentally transports herself and Strange across the multiverse to eight, Earth 838. And this is one of the coolest transitions of them like falling through the multiverse. Like Chavez cannot control her fucking powers like this entire movie till the fucking end conveniently. Um, but uh, 
this is she basically does it when she gets scared or is being attacked kind of thing because that's what happened when the demon was killing and attacking their alternate selves um seems like you know her eyes kind of roll back and like a big star comes out of nowhere and she falls in the fucking multiverse and um yeah they they go through it and they show them in like a an animation style they show them like what they would be looking like if they were painted like and they're falling all in one take um so the camera is just like following these characters and they're like it's almost like doing different filters over them of like this is what they would look like in this multiverse this is what they look like in this multiverse this is what they look like in or sorry in this universe this universe and we probably cycle through like maybe it feels probably about 10 different cycles of them going through different worlds, maybe even a little bit more because it goes to the point where you can't even figure out what's going on. It almost feels like a Spider-Verse in that realm, just how trippy it gets. And I was like, this is this visualization is amazing. Um, uh, I think Spider-Man number two, uh, Far From Home, um, had a really cool trippy sequence like that. Um, kind of in the middle of the movie too. So I, I kind of was thinking about that in the same realm. So uh, yeah, they accident, Chavez accidentally transports herself and Strange across the multiverse while Wong is in our, our, our regular uh, universe getting his ass kicked um, by Maximoff. So yeah, they traveled the multiverse 838, uh, Earth 838, Maximoff, and then so Maximoff uses the Darkhold to quote-unquote dreamwalk, which is very cool. She dreamwalks into her body uh, on Earth 838 counterpart, um, who lives a suburban life with her own Billy and Tommy. Um, and so... So yeah, when this happens... It is one of the coolest visualizations. So uh, on our timeline, we have the Scarlet Witch and she is like going into straight like dreamwalk mode and she has the evil dark hold book beside her and she's like transporting herself and like going doing all these crazy visualizations and she's like taking over her body in this other universe. And the editing and the transitions are some of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. Um, and the in, in the MCU. So like I said, you will see things in this movie that I don't think most people have seen ever in their life. Like it's going to show you some amazing sights. Uh, so the dream walking is very cool. It's it, the, the visuals are, are awesome um, and kind of horrifying as well. Um, but there is another sorcerer that is like Wong, I will save this whole thing. And it's this black lady that's running up and she grabs the dark hold book and stabs it right while they're doing the dream walk sequence. And, um, and it breaks, breaks the dream walk. And it causes that one lady to be like evaporated by a Scarlet Witch. I like fried. Um, so yeah, Maximoff forces Wong to lead her to Mount Wondagore, I guess. I don't know. The source of the Darkhold's power and contains a shrine to the Scarlet Witch, allowing her to reestablish the dream walk, dream walk 
with her 838 self. I will say this was the part I was like, what is going on here? But I, I guess it now, you know, reiterating it, now I understand what's going on. It's kind of convenient that uh, Wong could just get her there that quickly. But, uh, you know, I guess that's how that works. Um, you know, just hit him with a dish, dish real quick, like a dish, 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 dish. So, um, well, searching for help, Strains and Chavez are uh, are honestly tricked by Chiotel's Edgefor's Carl Mordo. And, you know, my buddy is like in my ears, like Mordo, Maximoff, Wong. He did this to me in, uh, what's it called? Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. He was like, Gablin, Strange. You know, he was just like randomly naming these things, uh, like the characters right before they would show up. I was like, oh my God, if you don't. <laughs> so uh, he did this to me. He was like Mordo, but I didn't know what he was talking about. I didn't even remember a fucking Mordo. And I think Chiato Ejiofor was in the marketing of the trailers um, for this movie. So I was really glad once again, I didn't see this trailer. I was like, this is fucking sick. Cause I, I didn't remember. Um, I didn't know that he was going to be in this, but it makes sense. Cause almost all of our favorite characters from all the other multiverses are, uh, should be alive in a lot of these universes. Um, you know, specifically Mordo, who I think died in Doctor Strange 2016. So Carl Mordo, um, yeah, they're uh, basically tricks them, you know, uh, gives them the Bill Cosby treatment, straight fucking drugs this child and this older man, <laughs> Doctor Strange, and fucking they're like, whoa, 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 you know, like the, the screen multiple times is like shifting and panning and all that. And I did feel a lot of Dutch angle cam in this, um, you know, this movie. It definitely felt like a throwback of like a mix of like a 1980s film with uh, early 2000s uh, Marvel, like like the MCU type stuff. And I, 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 I did like it in that whole, that kind of realm that it was kind of uh, taking from. So yeah, Mordo basically drugs them and then brings both of them um, before the Illuminati. Now, I had no idea this was going to be in the movie. I, I had heard one time that, um, one of these major characters were going to show up, but I heard nothing else. And it had been months since I had heard that and I had forgotten. So when I saw these characters revealed, I was like, hype. I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> I was so hype. So a secret, the Illuminati, a secret society, which consists of Mordo himself, along with Pe Captain Peggy Carter from What If?, what if is being introduced heavily into this film? Um, so Captain Peggy Carter, King Blackcar Boltagon, Boltagon, or Boltagon. Um, I, I, I think he was from uh, Inhumans, and I just I'm, I have known nothing about it. I, I think it's the same character, same actor that played it, but uh, I don't know anything about him. Uh, Captain Maria Rambo, um, she is believe she's from captain marvel and she she fills the suit out well as in i feel like she just looks like a badass ready to whoop some ass um and she has the power of like captain marvel i believe in this 
Um, we get Dr. Reed Richards played by Jim Halpert. What is it? Jim Krasinski from The Office. How long have we been? How long have people been petitioning for this? I remember seeing uh, fan made uh, photoshops and stuff, illustrations with this very image. And it was like, oh, like people were cheering, people were hype, people were losing their minds. And then to top it off, Professor. Charles Xavier. Professor X is in this. Like, and he comes out in like the OG, like, like in the, the OG hover hover wheel car thing he got going on. I was losing my mind. I don't think anybody could really capture my ex- excitement all in one one bottle or anything like that, or just like people were fist pumping this one dude couple miles down was like yeah like he was losing his shit like he had just like won the got the touchdown for the last part of the game i guess but i don't know he was losing his shit um so that means in these multiverses that technically there are fantastic fours there are x-men and people have been wanting this to you know formulate in we don't want the ralph boners of this you know what's it you know the wanda maximoff x-men kind of crossover that ended up being kind of nothing um it was only just a dream you know that kind of shit um but this was real shit i was like wow they they fucking did it and everybody's been waiting for this um they explained that through recklessness sorry the reckless use of the universe's dark hold earth's 838 strange triggered and barely averted a universe destroying incursion and had to be killed before he caused more harm he just went way off the deep end strange couldn't be controlled he did some terrible shit um probably explain more in the comic but i mean we see like thanos like got like sword through his ass and uh yeah just some of the the kills in this were relatively bloodless but they were really intense like some people are going to be like holy sack i don't know if i should have brought my six-year-old to this you know he's over here screaming every five minutes (laughs) and uh you know there's literally like skeletons goblins and all these Mm -hmm. other crazy kills in between um but i was like they went fucking hard with this sam raimi did not pull any punches and so this is when we see i think uh king black car uh whisper and whisper at dr strange and they're like i'm sorry and he's like dang like it's like the like obliterates dr strange right in front of him um i guess this guy has like a crazy immense amount of power when he speaks and it's like mermaid man style i guess goes and you can like see this like crazy wave and just obliterates this uh earth's 838s dr strange and um they're like holy sack and this is all done through like a flashback um done by xavier to dr strange i will say there are earlier flashbacks of things happening in when before they're uh drugged 
and taken to the Illuminati. I kind of forgot about this, but they're like walking around Chavez and strange before they're arrested, walking around and they walk in front of this place that like records your memory. What they say is we, we, we remember. So you don't have to kind of thing, I guess. I don't know. And it's basically just an excuse to have them have flashbacks, which just felt completely out of sequence. I was like, so they're just going to show us flashbacks of the most imperative parts of their lives or something like that. One of them's for strange is like his watch is broken or something like that. Um, I think that's the flashback. And then the other one is for Chavez, which both of her moms, I guess this is the first time we've seen uh, on screen uh, lesbian couple or bisexual couple, whatever, two, two women on screen as mothers which is great for representation although it did feel a little bit like um you know disney patting themselves on the back a little bit uh but i'm glad they're the representation but as soon as they introduce the two moms of uh america chavez she's like turns around and there's a big star that's fuck or she sorry she sees a bee on her finger or something like that and she like starts to freak out and when she freaks out, it causes the star multiverse thing to form and sucks in both of her mothers go ying, ying. <laughs> just like immediately as they introduce uh, to, I guess, two LGBT characters on screen, yank right out of our universe <laughs> or her universe. And uh I, I couldn't help but laugh a little bit because of just how fast that happened. But anyways, that was earlier in the uh, film with the little flashback squares. Um, so you know, flash forward to back when they're all discussing the Illuminati and having everybody, uh, you know, as these new characters, the X-Men, the Fantastic Fours of, of Earth, Earth's 838 universe being explained. Um, we also see Rachel McAdams is like a specialist and multiverses i guess and that just thought that was kind of convenient writing a little bit but i was like okay and uh, you know obviously her character and dr strange didn't get along in this universe either so it's like oh oh slack um so um yeah while the, all this is happening so um oh yeah so or um uh, Earth's 838 Strange is obliterated by uh, King Blackhar. Um, uh, let me see. Mordor believes Earth's 616's Strange, which is our Doctor Strange, is similarly dangerous. Um, and so they're all like standing up there in this very like, you know, uh, it, it feels like an old school like gladiator type thing you know they have the pit for the for the quote-unquote slaves or for the other people you know the fighters and then they have the big the royalty up top and it kind of feels like that power dynamic of them looking down um so yeah mordor is like i don't like strange in any universe basically he's like we need to get rid of this guy kind of but um as they're discussing all this um before the illuminati can pass judgment maximoff controlling her Earth's 838 self arrives and in crazy fashion destroys all the Ultron robots that are introduced, I think, in the What If series. A lot of Easter eggs for people that have seen all these other movies. And she destroys all of those robots and she's 
going she's dragging herself like almost like a zombie at a certain point because she's stepping on glass got uh oil all over her face like it's supposed to be blood and um then we have the illuminati showing up like um you know uh, reed richards comes in like and then like um we have all of the illuminati showing up and she kills them all in completely different fashions in crazy different ways she literally takes reed richards she's like your kids got a mother and he's like yeah and she's like well good so there'll be someone left after all of this mess and she's like shim and uh you know jim's like you don't want to hear what he has to say and he's like yeah and right before you that guy's about to whisper something crazy to her you know she removes his fucking mouth from him i guess she could just have the powers kind of just feel like they come out of nowhere like people can just summon things do things out of out of whim i did feel like that was a little bit convenient writing a little bit but apparently wanda maximoff can just remove this guy's mouth and when he's about to say something he causes his own head to implode and i was like jesus i was like holy sack she just fucking destroyed that fucker and i was like well i was like well he was kind of like a, a b-grade guy you know no one really knew who that guy was i was like of course he can die it shows the stakes and then she looks at jim halpert's reed richards and i was like oh jesus oh no not jim and she is basically she lifts him up i guess using her mind powers or something like that her sorcerer powers and starts shredding him like paper and of course you know reed richards is is rubber but he just gets shredded and his whole body's like ah! just completely fucks him up and i'm like holy shit jim just got introduced and shredded in like 20 minutes i was so pissed that jim got shredded but i was like oh jesus well at least we still got you know uh you know captain rambo and captain peggy carter i was like oh jesus and so they're like doing their fight like and they give a pretty good fight but um yeah what is i think peggy carter says you know i could do this all day and it's like bam 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 and she fucking whoops some ass on wanda maximoff i was like this is crazy and peggy carter looking in phenomenal shape i forgot what her name is but um something old not olsen but uh whatever Haley atwell is peggy carter uh, she she looked in great shape you could just tell that she's been lifting um or they padded it well i'm not sure but um i assume that she's been lifting um but yeah, her and Captain Rambo give Maximoff a run for her money. But then, you know, basically Maximoff's like ding, ding, ding. And then, uh, you know, the the shield is slung right back at uh, Peggy Carter. And she's like, straight slice and dice, at her, slices her body in half. I was like, dude. At that point, I was like, there's no way anybody else is going to live. I was like, oh, fuck, they're killing off the entire Illuminati. I mean, there's other superhero shows that I've covered on, on this channel that have done similar things. I don't really want to point them out right off the top. But um, I will say that there are superhero properties on 
Amazon that may or may not do similar crazy things like this and just completely obliterate your expectations. Um, that's all I'm going to say, but it is very much of that fashion. And I was like, Oh my God, they're going to kill all my favorite characters. They literally just introduced. And so Max Moff is going off and she fucking rips Carter, a new one, literally rips Jim, Jim from the office, a new one. Uh, and then I was like, Oh my God, Xavier's coming up last i was like oh geez and so he hits her with a zing and you can see like the mind waves like wank, 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 wank. and i was like oh shit he's gonna like go in her mind and i was like oh he's definitely got her and it shows like this visualization of uh you know charles walking and he kind of like looks at the camera and then goes through this like random door in the middle of like this white auspicuous space and he's going through it and he sees like a pile of rubble with uh, the, the internal mind of Wanda Maximoff is like uh, of, of Scarlet Witch. And he's trying to save the real Wanda Maximoff in this pile of rubble. And he's like trying to get her out and the rubble is falling more on her. And then this like red, red fog is coming out of nowhere. And you, it's like the visualization for um you know scarlet witch entering xavier's mind and you're like oh fuck this is not good which i thought he was going to be able to get you know wanda maximoff out but instead this red red fog is covering patrick stewart and all of a sudden fucking scarlet witch comes out of nowhere grabs his neck and it's like and fucking kills charles xavier charles charles xavier right before our eyes i was like no but i saw that coming you know no i was like they literally killed everybody i was flabbergasted but also like more more mortified um so uh yeah all while this is happening mordo and fucking dr strange are doing uh, parkour in this little ditch of where where he's trying to get his like handcuffs off of him so he can go i guess you know protect the girl that is the most important thing i guess that's being held in this glass box with rachel mcadams i guess um so yeah mordor gets uh gets a little ass whooping but then you know Stephen strange gets out professor xavier is fucking killed so um yeah, she, when Maximoff is uh, arrives, she kills basically everybody. Kills the Illuminati except Mordor. Strange and Chavez escape with help from the uh, Earth's 838 counterpart of Strange's ex-fiance, Christine Palmer, an Illuminati scientist. That's... Uh, it was Christine's uh, wedding at the beginning of the movie is who we were following. So fleeing from Maximoff, the trio enters the space between universes to find the book of Vishanti. Um, but Maximoff appears to take over Chavez's mind using her powers to send the others to an incursion-destroying universe, which um, is kind of it is explored in what if specifically episode four, I believe 
On Earth's 616, Maximoff begins the spell to take Chavez's powers. And so she's doing the little shing, shing, shing thing to Chavez. And you can, she's like, oh no, you're going to kill me again. Or, you know, she's, you're going to be killed. Um, so Strange fights the destroyed universe's Strange. It was like, within like five minutes i was like clearly this doctor strange is not gonna be good you know like uh <laughs> like you can just see him and if you've watched the episode which i'm gonna spoil the episode of what if um of why his world is basically like that he's in that show he basically is replaying a day he with the time stone i believe he's replaying a day in the what if series of trying to save Christine so that he can end up with her, I guess. And by doing that, it causes him to inhale the universe's energy to the point where it's like de de decaying the universe. And now this is what the universe looks like. And now he's like super evil, strange. Um, like his, his world completely collapses in that movie. And it is one of the most fascinating pieces of animation and storytelling that I've seen Disney pull out. So, um, I would definitely go check that out if you aren't up to date about why there's an evil strange with this world like floating all around inception style and uh you know looking all crazy and got like the soul patch and the the white patches and the white wisps in his uh hair it's just like a lot of different things going on but most of it's explained in that episode what if season one episode four so um, so yeah, strange. The, both of the strangers are strange from six one six, and this evil strange start going at it. And by going at it, there's like music playing in the in the background, I guess, of like musical instruments. And he takes like our Doctor Strange takes a sheet of music and takes the notes off of it off the page and he starts slinging the notes like ninja stars and it use and there's music that goes along with it. it's like shing ding 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 you know it's like when he they're attacked they're attacking each other with musical notes and sounds and instruments i, I guess like uh or maybe not instruments but notes from you know uh, musical notes and they're like slinging them at each other and then like doing all the matrix shit and whatnot i was like this is this is fucking crazy i've never seen any shit like this i have heard some criticism about it that uh it was a little ridiculous i i'd say the only thing about it is i wanted them to kind of break the fabric of reality more i was like this is the kind of shit i like i was like you know take it's, it's psychedelic mushrooms type shit um so yeah, Stephen, uh, our Stephen Strange fights this destroyed universe of Strange who has been corrupted by the Darkhold. Um, Strange uses this Darkhold to dreamwalk into the corpse of the alternate Strange, um, the Strange that was at the beginning, beginning of this movie, uh, and he buried on top of that building. He's like, I'm going to dreamwalk into that body. And um, uh, basically, it's a big excuse for Sam Raimi to bring out his zombies. And so the zombies come out of nowhere. Basically, the, zombie come out, the zombies come out at night. <laughs> so uh, it turns into like a... Uh, at one point when Wanda Maximoff is chasing them 
it's like a horror movie and now it's a zombie movie and uh there are these like goblin things that are like ghost goblins of like the evil damned or something like that that are supposed to haunt whoever uses the dark hold i guess and um uh christine has to fight them off and um you know allow i guess help them go get wanda maximoff i guess and the way they enter the dark universe that they're in is through the eye of uh, our doctor strange we're like oh shit um so yeah let me see what else we got a lot of stuff going on like like i said this is a, a thick script um so yeah so he takes over the corpse of the alternate strange in our universe um which remained on 616 earth 616 and save chavez and with wong um you know wong's like tied up in wanda maximoff's uh like lair or something like that with these big goblin goons that look like fucking uh Yu-Gi-Oh monsters or something like that from back in the day um look like demons and when they're introduced, I was like, these guys aren't going to be bad towards Maximoff. They're going to be with Maximoff. And they instantly get on their knee and like bow at her and shit. And then there's a big statue of her, you know, right behind them. I was like, oh, shit, they've been waiting. You know, that's that's the queen bee. Maximoff is the queen bee to these goblin things. Um, so unable to overpower Maximoff, Chavez instead transports her back to earth 838 this is where i had a problem with the script chavez has not been able to control her powers through the entire fucking movie until the very like second to third act ending um she just happens to transport her back to uh maximoff to earth 838 allowing tommy and billy to witness her evil now tommy and billy are her kids like i said in her dreams slash other multiverse and uh i guess in this in this multiverse they're actually on earth 838 so you see the fear in their eye you see why you know scarlet witch is scary to these kids um and she kind of gets a reflection to her um when she slaps her own self in her own house away from her own kids so it's like scarlet witch versus wanda maximoff's uh 838 and uh, and so her kids on Earth 838 are like looking at her like terrified, like, oh, my Jesus, this is the abusive mother of it all. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they are horrified about it. Um, so they recoil in fear. The, the kids do crying for their real mother on Earth 838's Wanda. Um, so realizing the error of her ways, Maximoff uses her power to bring down Wanda Gore the uh like she's like i if anyone's gonna end it i'm gonna end it and i was like okay i think i've seen this in another movie but it's whatever um you know the only person that can take out the most powerful individual in the movie is that the bad guy um so destroying all copies of the dark hold throughout the multiverse um and seemingly sacrificing herself in the process. Now, I didn't exactly see that. I didn't think that that 
sacrifices her. There's a, she goes through a ton of things and I'm not sure dropping a building on her is going to do that, but whatever. Um, before Palmer returns to earth, 838, Strange tells her that he still loves his universe as Palmer, but has always been too scared to have a real relationship. Uh, Chavez, and, and, uh, and right before that, uh, you know, Christine's like, well, you know, don't be scared kind of thing. Chavez begins training as a sorcerer at Kumartaj. Sometime later, Strange develops a third eye as a result of using the Darkhold and is approached by a sorceress um, who warns him that his actions have triggered an incursion as both enter the dark as they both enter the dark dimension which that is the mid credit scene and the mid credit scene is played by uh Charlie Theron who plays uh is a cameo appearance as Clea who i believe is Dormammu's the bad guy in the very first Doctor Strange's niece so it's a family affair um and uh of course we have the cameo of one of Sam Raimi's favorite actors to uh, collaborators to work with Bruce Campbell playing like the pizza ball delivery uh, sorry pizza ball cart guy um and He's also the final uh, post-credit scene, and he's punching himself uh, on account of, I think Strange had put a, a spell on him to punch himself, I guess, and he stops punching himself, and uh, he looks at the screen and tells everybody, it's over. <laughs> it is the most uh, bizarre post-credit scene I've seen in a while. I feel like it's Every other Marvel movie, it's like, ooh, that was a good post-credit scene. And then they end it with a... <laughs> and I kind of felt like that was what this was. I was like, all right, I could have done without seeing that post-credit scene. But um, that's, you know, neither here nor there. I, I got to say, uh, for the most part, pretty mixed bag for me still, even going through it and kind of understanding what was going on. Did Michael Stuhlbarg as Nick... Nikamoto Nikamidas West, um, a surgeon and former colleague of Strange. I guess he was in 2016 Strange. I don't think he said anything in this movie. I don't even remember him talking, but I like Michael Stuhlbarg. Um, but yeah, like all of the characters, all of the actors, I think are very, um, very well casted. I would say my biggest complaint would be just the, uh, the script. It definitely feels like it, it suffers from... Um, maybe some rewrites and over exposition where they could have just shown and not told, or maybe given us one or two, um, you know, montages of things that were happening. That would just be my kind of thing, but very minimal um, at best, I'd say um, complaints, but uh, yeah, let me know what you thought about uh, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, madness, madness. And let me know what you thought about the review. Let me, uh, thumbs up, subscribe, five stars, Apple iTunes. We're on all the good podcasts. Be sure to stay tuned for 
new podcasts coming down the tube about one a week and you have a full catalog on patreon.com slash look it up podcast as well as uh all the other podcast providers we are on um be sure to check out uh like i said the patreon for the full review and uh you can listen to this early on patreon as well so um thank you for listening watching look it up podcast Things just got out of hand. You break the rules. Look out! I become a hero. I do it. I become the enemy. That doesn't seem fair.